on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 1-1, swing the fly ball into center. This should do it. And it does. Aquino, easy play for him. And the Reds take game one. It's 10-2 Cincinnati. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. Well, the Brewers have been winning a whole lot of baseball games lately, but they did not win this evening's contest as they lose by a 10-2 score. We are live at American Family Field. That's former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley, and if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We have you for the next hour and seven minutes as we will take you all the way until midnight tonight here on WTMJ. And Augie will... We'll certainly dive in after the news at the top of the hour, but for me, kind of the general thesis of this game, uh, a tough start for uh, for Eric Lauer there early on when he had a hard time throwing strikes. He was able to minimize the damage, uh, but gave up the three spot there in the second inning. You didn't feel like the Brewers were out of it, but their bats just never came alive in this game, and then uh, the Reds were able to tack on runs as the game moved along. This is a combination early with, with, with Lauer not being able to command the strike zone like he wanted to. We had two walks in the first, the leading off walk in the second, and then you get to the top of that order, and the Cincinnati Reds are going to score some runs, and they did. They got the four runs, but a good game up until the seventh inning. Play to the script where the Brewers have been playing lately, just that tonight Cincinnati was able to score some runs late and turn the script around and won a big ball game. Yeah, and look, I, look, we've already got text message in from Doug, and Doug is the guy who sends negative text message after negative text <laughs> message. He listens every day, so I love you, Doug, but your your rate of positive text messages is probably at about 5%, and this is a team that just won like 17 out of 20, so I, I don't think how you view the team is fair, to be perfectly honest. Um you lose games sometimes. You lose games. You're not going to win every single game. So uh, let's. This is this is one of the at least sixty that you're guaranteed to lose during the course of the season. You know, and I, I look at Gutierrez tonight with the way he threw the ball, and I thought he t- he pitched the ball very well. You look at what he did to the Brewers in Cincinnati. It was a game that the, that Cincinnati Reds beat the Brewers and threw the ball very well, kept the ball down his zone. You look at what he did tonight. That first two innings, he was just a little bit off, just a little bit off of his c- command. All of a sudden, after at the end of that second inning, he got in a in a good place, and after that, retired ten in a row. Got the game rolling where he wanted. Pitched the ball very good. I give a lot of credit to to Gutierrez, and I really kept the Brewers in, in uh, off stride. Got ahead of him, especially after that second inning. I'll read the Doug text message, and I don't want to get frustrated here off the start. We've got the news coming up here in a few moments, so I'll settle down. It's a bit. all right. It's all right. But Doug texted, and he says this was bound to happen. You can't keep winning with this hitting. Pitching can't keep carrying you. Can they get one of the outfielders, the Reds? Uh, big difference when you play a good team. They just took two out of three from Cincinnati like a week ago, and they took two out of three from Cincinnati early on in the season, and they very easily will take two out of three against Cincinnati again this time, depending on what happens. They have a winning record against this team. Don't bring this nonsense to me saying, this is what happens when you play a good team. Well, you know what? The Brewers are a good team, and they've got a winning record against the Reds, so get that out of here. You know, you, you look at this. I think this is a huge series. I, I think the Brewers have been on the roll. They've been playing very consistent ba- baseball. They're in a really good 
place. Tonight was just kind of a little bit different. Cincinnati came in. This is a huge series for Cincinnati. They've been playing right right above 500 earlier in the season. They've been under 500 late the last two or three weeks. Now they came in one game over 500. This is a team that's been a nemesis. The Brewers have been a nemesis for Cincinnati the last few years, and I think this is such a big series that for them to get off to a, a good step tonight with Gutierrez on the mound and, and them getting some runs early in the ballgame played huge. And it's just sometimes that's the way it goes. You come in, you get in a situation where your bats have to get, get going. They get going early, and it just explodes from there, and it did after the seventh inning and for Cincinnati. The Reds are a really good offensive club, and they you look at their lineup first. I said this when, uh, when the Brewers played the Cardinals earlier this year. It just felt like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado were coming up every inning. That's it just right. felt like they were they were always there, and it was always tough to get by. You look at this Cincinnati lineup, and you look at Winker, and you look at Castellanos, two of the top hitters in the National League, and it just feels like they're always coming up. And then you add Joey Votto at a big game today, and it seems like his bat's starting to warm up. You're waiting for Eugenio Suarez to become the guy that he's been recently. This is as good of an offensive club as you're going to see in the National League. Yeah, and you're exactly right. You know, I thought I thought Eric Lauer really, after that second inning, really threw the ball very well. The first inning he had the 31 pitches. After that, he got into a little bit of a groove and really threw the ball well. But the one thing that you look at playing the Cincinnati Reds, we can talk about walks and we can talk about walks being scored. But walks sometimes are more important even if they don't score. You turn that batting over mm-hmm. Turn the batting order over, and when you do that against Cincinnati, you're talking about two guys in Winker and Castellanos. Now Votto starting to swing the bat good, and you got Suarez in there. Aquino start is just back off the DL. This is a good offensive ball club, and uh, you give them some free passes. They're going to make you pay sooner or later. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I promise I won't yell at you like I yelled at Doug. <laughs> We're back with more. The news is in two minutes here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And the 2-1 delivery, a swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Vogelback. And this one is tied. He hit one to the second deck in right above the Reds' bullpen. Brewers fall short today. They lose to the Reds by a 10-2 score. Despite the loss, they're still 9-2 in their last 11 home games. They're 17-5 in their last 22, 14-3 in their last 17, 9-2 in their last 11. They lose tonight, though, by a 10-2 score. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616. One six one six twenty. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Let's grab our first phone call of the program. James on the South Side. Hey James, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, uh, Jerry and uh, Matt. Do you think that uh, Jerry could have uh, fit would fit into the pitching uh, staff today, like he did? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, two different uh, times of the, of the what do you want to call the word uh, when he was pitching and and now. Do you think he could have uh, made, maybe uh, made the team now if he was, uh, you know, if, if he was younger and stuff like that with his pitching style, or do you think he would have kind of uh, been a failure? In a heartbeat. 
No question about it. I'd have been there. No, no, great call, James. I think when you look at style of pitchers in today's in today's game, is how do you fit in? Would I be a starter on the ball club? Uh, you know, maybe, possibly you could get to there. Uh, I'm more uh, when you look at him. I was more like a a Brett Anderson that maybe threw a little bit harder at times, had a little bit different type of breaking ball. But I think where where I could have been of value to a ball club is my versatility, where I could have done a lot of different things with for a ball club at, at this time of juncture in, in the game of baseball where you have guys who can pitch long and short and pitch middle and I think the versatility of not only that but me pitching multi days in a row I was very blessed I don't I don't remember when I had a sore arm last and that that's the very truth uh, I never had a sore arm I could pitch multi days and that's where you come in your value to a ball club not only that you can start or you can relieve and pitch long short middle whatever is that you can come in multi days and be strong and help a ball club and I think my strength would have been and a ball in baseball today would have been I could have pitched many days in a row I could have multiple days and really help a ball club and give them innings oh did you think so I'm younger than you and I but I I came up and you know my father teaching me the game of baseball and just going to games with him and, and kind of understanding the game I I I came up to love Pitching to contact, really good defense, moving runners over, things like that. Um, that that isn't how the game is played now, and that isn't what results in wins. But do you think there's a cyclical nature of this game? And may, we 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 haven't really gotten into foreign substances, and at some point, you and I are going to try to get into that a little bit more uh, because baseball is cracking down. But at some point in time, do you think baseball cycles back? to where pitch-to-contact pitchers are going to be as valuable as they were before? Or do you think we're going to continue to jump into this abyss where you win games and you try to find pitchers who can miss bats? I, you know, velocity is such a big thing in the game of baseball. When you look at younger kids, it's all about how hard do I throw and, you know, the velocity I have and what do I have, what type of pitch. I think it's cyclical as far as what is a better pitch, a slider versus a curveball. I think you get, you go through eras where the slider's a big pitch and then all of a sudden you wait for, you wait a couple of years and now, now the breaking ball because you, they see more guys with sliders than breaking balls. I think you find cyclical things like that. As far as the velocity go, pitching the contact, I think it's going to go back to that, go back to that because of longevity of pitchers. Pitchers who want to be starters and stay in the game and go in that six and seven innings, we're talking 100 pitches. Well, 100, 100 pitches can go fast. If you have a long inning, you strike a couple guys out, you get to those 100 pitches real quick. I think pitching the contact, you're going to get guys who come up that have that great idea, like a, a Keiko from White Sox. Those guys go in, they throw a little sinker, they get a lot of ground balls. They stay in the ball game longer because why? They're efficient, they mm-hmm. can throw less pitches. And I think the best pitch in baseball, the best pitches in baseball, your, your, your ground ball guys who pitch ground balls, Eric Lauer tonight, nine ground balls a very big plus for them you could go out there and you can manufacture guys getting ground balls and pitch to ground balls and know when you can go get that ground ball you're going to stay in game and you're going to stay in the game longer baseball is in the process right now of futzing around with the rules and things are being tested in minor leagues and independent leagues and things like that there's a lot of wacky stuff that's being tested that i don't think we're ever going to see at the major league level but Never say never because the powers that be in baseball wants there to be more activity. They don't want it to be the two outcomes of home run or strikeout being being the, the, the two outcomes that you have so often. One of the rules that is being experimented with or at least being discussed, and I think it's interesting, is to go to a universal DH. However, 
when the starting pitcher exits the game, you lose your DH, and all of a sudden the pitcher comes in at that point. So basically you play an American League style of game as long as the starting pitcher is in, and then when the starting pitcher comes out, it reverts to a National League style of game where you lose your DH. And what what they're trying to promote is the idea that by doing that, you are incentivized as a team to leave your starting pitcher in as long as possible because you keep that DH, and there's this feeling that because starting pitchers are not going as deep into games where a lot of guys are being asked to throw five, six innings, these guys are going out and throwing consistent, a lot of pitches, 98-plus, over sure. the course of the game, where if all of a sudden you tell a guy, we really need you to give us seven or eight today, well, they may not throw as many 98-mile-per-hour fastballs because they're trying to extend their outing. You know, we have a special thing here in Milwaukee. You know, How often do you see three young guys come along like Woody and, and Burns and, and Peralta that are, are, are so... They're very different. They're power guys, but they're very. Each guy is different. You get Woody, who's that, I, and I talk about it a lot. He's that warrior guy. He gets the ball and he's aggressive and he's going to go right at you. He's got great stuff. You got Bernsey, who just has automatic, has such good stuff, and is still learning, going through that starting rotation for a full year, how he's going to be a pitcher in the future. And then I always say Peralta, he's like going to an amusement park. He says, just come to the game. I'm going to take you for a ride because I got a fastball that goes in, it goes up, it goes down, and I have my good slider now very very different pitchers but very similar pitches in that they do spectacular things and throw velocity then you got adrian hauser that's why a lot of people say hey the special thing about adrian hauser he's that sinker ball guy he's that guy who can go out and throw that good sinker ball get ground balls and just like you're talking get that six seven eight innings because he's doing less pitches getting that ground ball Eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in as well at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We are live at American Family Field. The Brewers they get beat up pretty good today. They lose by a ten two score. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Stevenson with the lead from first. Botto drills this out to deep right field. Garcia's back on it. It's into the second deck, and it's 6-2 Reds. 10-2. Brewers end up losing today to Cincinnati. I don't know if that score completely tells the story of this game. Augie, I, I, I said this during the Pirates series. I never thought the Brewers were going to lose any of those games. And I really thought the Brewers were going to come back in this game up until the seventh inning when they uh, when when Cincinnati scored the two runs in the seventh inning when Joey Votto hit the hits the home run. That's the moment that it kind of feels like okay, this might not be uh, the Brewers' night. And then all of a sudden, the Reds were able to, to tack on. And look, this there are two different routes that Craig Council can go down on in in games like these and sometimes we talk a lot about resource allocation and when you're losing games who are you going to use out of the bullpen and eric yardley has not been the guy this year that he was last year he will tell you that he needs to pitch a lot to be that guy and he did pitch a lot last year 
But at the same time, it's hard to have him pitch a lot when he's not being overly effective. He gives up the two runs, gives up a home run today. His ERA is up to six and a half. We saw the debut of Hunter Strickland. It went okay. He was hit hard, but he doesn't give up any runs. But there was some pretty solid contact. And then Hobie Milner really struggled. So the resource allocation today is Yardley, Strickland, and Milner. In a way, it's up to the Brewers to score more runs before you're at that juncture where Council kind of has to decide which route he's going to go down with the bullpen uh, usage. Exactly, and you know what, the way the Brewers have been playing, they've, in that, it usually starts right after, right in that sixth inning lately that they've been able to get guys on base and apply pressure. It didn't do that. I thought when you're looking at the Cincinnati Red team, if there's a weakness on this Cincinnati, Cincinnati Red team, it's their bullpen, and yep. it's been struggling. And tonight they had a very good night. You look what they did. They threw a shutout innings against us. But, you know, it all started with Gutierrez. He went out there and he gave them the six-plus innings. He kept that lead, and then in the sixth inning, in the seventh inning, I believe, just like you said, uh, Votto hit that home run and really changed the complexion there. I agree with you. I think that when you're going into that seventh inning, four to two, you're, and you're looking at that bullpen that struggled with Cincinnati, you say the Brewers still have that, that, that good scenario of getting guys on base, putting a pressure, get a big base hit, and they're right back in it. But tonight, you got to give credit to Gutierrez and then Votto hitting that big home run. And the Reds have had a, had a tough year when it comes to the bullpen, like you alluded to, but when you're able to go get the six innings for from your starter, all of a sudden you're kind of able to use the guys that you really want to use. You know, like a Sean Doolittle really struggled against the Brewers in the That's last right. series between these two teams. Well, Sean Doolittle's not needed today because of where they're at, and they're able to go. And Hembree doesn't have good numbers. He's got a 5-4 ERA, but he's a better pitcher than that. Garrett is a much better pitcher than the 8-5-3 ERA. So I understand that you look at those numbers and you say, well, these guys are not very good. I think those guys are much better than the numbers would indicate, and you're able to hand the ball off. Those are guys who are very familiar with the Brewers anyways. If Even if you, you know Gutierrez ends up throwing 110 pitches, this is a young guy That's right. who they allow to throw 110 pitches. I'm sure if, if you're David Bell, you probably don't really want to do that, but you probably feel like if if you have one pitcher come in and even cover the final out of that sixth inning, that can completely change who you want to use in the bullpen. So that and, and maybe that changes the way things go with the Brewers. And we saw the other day when they were facing um, uh, Crow for the Pirates. That's right. He he, he stuck it to him there for for five plus innings, and then he kind of lost it just a little bit when he came back out for the sixth. And then they went to the Pirates bullpen, and just like that snap of a finger, Bednar comes in, and all of a sudden the ball starts flying. So the Brewers have shown that it's. It's not always that they're just struggling all day at the plate. There are definitely times where they specifically struggle against a starter and then have success against the bullpen. That wasn't the case tonight. That wasn't. And, they, you know, again, we got to re- revert to the starter. Going that sixth inning, seventh inning, what happens? They get a leadoff walk, and then Votto comes up and hits that, that big home run, gives them that 6-2 lead, that, that cushion that he can – that the Cincinnati can go to those 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 pitchers which they feel they need to have in order to win and put them in a positive position. You know, you you learn by being in the areas when you can have success, and that's what they did tonight. The Cincinnati was able to do that, but it really stems from that that starting that starter. And if he can get that six innings in, keep the ball under control, and which he did, he pitched very very well. Uh, he was in some tough situations. 
battled through it, and it kept a, kept a, a, the Brewer hitters at bay, and you got to give them credit for that. But it put them in position where the Cincinnati Reds could score some runs late, make it a little bit easier for that bullpen, and the bullpen did shine for them tonight. I get a little bit frustrated when you see the inconsistent performances. One one day you look good, the next day you don't look good, and that's that's the dictionary definition at times of young pitchers coming up, but it certainly is the definition of Eric Lauer, and he was not great today. We'll discuss his day coming up in just a moment. We're live at American Family Field. The Brewers fall to the Reds by a 10-2 score. Back with more in just a moment here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Gutierrez coming back. Lauer sends one in the Kino the catch. Here comes run number two for the crew, and Eric Lauer delivers on a long fly to left center. Why not? Eric Lauer sacrificed fly. That was one of the harder hit balls today for the Brewers. He's a guy who has hit a home run uh, this season from a pitching perspective. Lauer isn't great. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. We're live at American Family Field. That's former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. Lauer, five innings, four runs, five hits, three strikeouts, four walks. Of the four runs that he gives up, all of them come in the first two innings, one in the first and then three in the second. Kind of settles in after that. But you start to look at his season and he's had some really good days. His first appearance of the year against the Dodgers when he went uh, five shutout innings. He had that appearance against the Dodgers where he gave up a run on four hits in six innings. Uh, he had the game against Cincinnati earlier this year when he came in out of the bullpen and threw four innings, gives up just a, just a couple runs. He's had some really good moments, but at the same time, Augie, he's had some tough days. And today, he was not in command of his pitches in the first two innings, and it turns out, really, that was enough for the Brewers to lose this game. Yeah, he was a little tacky. He didn't have that good command in the first two innings. I thought even though he had those two walks, he limited it just to the one run in the first inning. thought he did a nice job coming out that sixth inning. Second inning is going to be interesting to see what he did. And then he walked Aquino, and then Farmer got the base hit, then the sacrifice, and they were able to put some runs on the board. But after that, I thought he was really good. I thought he was in command. And the one thing that was impressive when I look at five innings, he had the nine ground balls. And he's got gets those ground balls. He owns that outside half of the plate with his good fastball two-seam fastball and a little change about there. He's got that good breaking ball. He can pitch on the inside part play with that four-seamer. He can be very good, and I think it's just getting in that routine. Now with the the schedule the way it is, he's probably going to be on being able to get on that good starter's routine. It'll be interesting to see what he does next time out. And I, I want to be clear on this. When, when you're talking about the Brewers, you're talking about their top three guys. We know who they are in Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. You get the fourth guy, Hauser, and how, I think Hauser's ERA is 3-6-6 right now. about that, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he is, he is per, doing a perfectly fine job in that four spot. And then you got your fifth and sixth guys right now in Brett Anderson and Eric Lauer. And you can accept Eric Lauer's got a 5.1 ADRA. That's not great, but it's also probably not enough that you want him out of the rotation. Brett Anderson, he his ERA is 4.99. Again, not great, but you're talking about a fifth starter. For me, it's more about you know Lauer gets the five innings today. That's that's notable. You tomorrow Anderson's going to pitch more than his production. I, I want to see him last. He has not pitched beyond five innings in quite some time. Sometimes when you're talking about that back-end starter, 
it's it's as it's as much about how deep they can get into games as it is what they actually do while they're pitching. Yeah, there's no question on that. You know, and you talk about Brett Anderson, and he talked about last time out where he really struggled in the game. He couldn't didn't really have command of what the pitches the way he wanted. When you get someone like that, when you have it like that, and I, I've been through that, you got to go back to basics. It's not about velocity. It's not about tricking guys with pitches. It's about going back to the basics of what you do very well. What does he do very well? He owns the outside corner, down and away to right-handers with good changeup. He really dominates that, and then he shows that he can pitch on the inside part of the plate, has a good breaking ball and slider to left-handers. He got it. You go back to basics. You stay stay strong with what you do. You stay to your game plan, and things will turn around. It's going to be interesting because he said he has to make some adjustments. After last game where he struggled, I have to make adjustments, get back to do what I do best. It will be interesting to watch him tomorrow to see where he goes. And the Brewers believe in him, and I don't know if they believe in him as much now as they did before, but when they went and made that trade, they, they acquired Luis Arias, and they, they acquired... Eric Lauer, and they did that, and we talked so much about how much they believed in Luis Arias, and then they eventually move him away from the shortstop position, but he's still playing a very, very important role on this team, especially right now where Colton Wong's out and Travis Shaw is out. I don't know where this organization is at right now in terms of how they view Lauer, but Lauer's a guy that they absolutely do believe. He's still a young guy, but he's also got experience. He was an opening day starter at one point That's right. for, for the Padres. There's something there. It feels like to me, and Augie, you would know better than I would on something like this, but it just it feels like all that good stuff that you just talked about, there's still a disconnect in harnessing it and putting it together on a consistent basis. And I think so. that's, a, that's a struggle that all pitchers have, is trying to find it and try to get that comfort zone. We, we, can, we can have all the pitches. We can have fastballs and sinkers and change-ups and split fingers, and we can do all those things. But to be able to understand what your pitches do and what you have to adjust, how you have to approach it, the sequences you use them, and how you make adjustments that when you go out and you have to execute the pitches, you execute you execute them. I think Eric is going to do that. I think he is, has the ability. He's got the pitches to do it. Now it's just a matter of getting in that zone where he gets that comfort zone. He says, I'm going to I'm gonna execute my pitches. I know my sequences. I know the team I'm pitching against. I'm going to go out and do it. I'm going to do it on a positive basis. And I think you turn things around. We talked about that sometimes with Josh Lindblom. And it's, it's right. different. Lindblom has 72 pitches. You know, it's, it's right. Lauer's not to the number of pitches that Lindblom has. But it's sometimes it just, uh, I was watching Lindblom. I know you were watching Lindblom. It's like, you know what, just throw fastballs this inning. Don't throw anything else but fastballs and see what happens. Sometimes it felt like he had too many pitches. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. And I, and I want to get you back. Uh, I was pitching, we were playing against the uh, Seattle Mariners. And uh, I think Don Sutton pitched the first game. Mike Caldwell pitched the second game. Moose Haas and I pitched the fourth game, a wraparound. We played on a Monday. And the first three days, we got they just hit the ball all over the ballpark. It's just one of those things. And my last time before that, I was really happy with my breaking ball. I used my breaking ball a lot. Ted Simmons came up to me, and he looked at me. He says, the first, when we start the game, we have no signs. And I go, what? He said, we have no signs. I said, well, what do you want me to throw? I'm going to put the glove up. You hit it. And I go, What? He said, I'm going to put the glove up. You hit it. Nothing but fastballs to start. We went four innings of throwing nothing but fastballs. When he put the ball on the inside part of the plate, the guys, I threw the four-seamer, and I rushed it in there. When he went away, I threw the two-seamer. We got through four innings, and he came up to me at fourth inning. He says, see, 
when you execute, you locate, good things happen. They were hitting breaking balls. I wanted to get away from that. You with your fastball, I wanted to have success. We ended up scoring seven or eight runs. We ended up winning the ball game. After the fourth thing, I tell you what, I went to the breaking ball as much as I could. But it just goes, and I'm not saying to brag about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that you execute what you do well, and good things happen. And you get ahead of hitters and execute and know your sequences and get ahead Things are going to go well. That day it did for me. And you were listening to a future Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. It's one of the best of all time. Yeah. He's uh, September. They moved the uh, Hall of Fame enshrinement back. There's September. September. Yeah. September. So nobody got in for 2021, but he's in the 2020 class, and they'll finally get inducted. Him, Larry Walker. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of who else off the top uh, of my Ted head. Ted yeah. is one of the best. Uh, you ever have an opportunity to listen to him talk about the game of baseball, it doesn't get any better. Brewers, uh, they get beat pretty good today. They lose to the Reds by a 10-2 score to open up the series. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swinging and a drive to left. This is big trouble, and as I said, get it all done tonight. Aquino just hit one out of here, and the Reds get two more. Reds beat up on the Brewers this evening here at American Family Field. Final score 10-2. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Manager Craig Council spent some time talking to the media just a few minutes ago. He opened up his postgame thoughts talking about the performance of starting pitcher Eric Lauer. He just, you know, I just didn't have a great feel for where the ball was going in the first two innings, really. Um, and... You know, the first inning he was around, he got out of it, but it was, you know, 30 some pitches. Um, and then second inning, he, you know, he had hit some balls in the kind of the middle of the strike zone, really. Um, you know, and they, that they hit hard. And then he, then he settled in and, and, and kind of got it going, um, last three innings. But, um, you know, it's four runs on the board and, um, we, we just didn't score enough tonight. Craig, that's the second time in, I think, five days that you've seen Gutierrez. What, what's he been able to do to make him so effective against you guys? Yeah, I mean, he had, you know, he, he does a nice job throwing his breaking ball for strikes. Um, and then he, and he was good with his fastball on the top of the zone. And he threw some good sliders to our righties. So just kind of kept us off balance enough. I thought in the sixth, we, you know, when Yelly let off the walk and he was maybe getting a little tired. Um you know, we maybe had a shot there, but he made some big pitches at, at kind of the end of his night. So give him credit for that. Um, but he's got these little little hop on his fastball. I thought he got his fastball bias a couple times, um, even when we were kind of looking for it. So, um, you know, he's he's pitched well against us. Craig with Lauer, he he, sorry, sorry. with Lauer, he, he's shown you like these periods where he's been very effective for you, and then periods where he's not. Do you feel like you're still trying to assess kind of what pitcher you might have here moving forward? Um, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, his his job is to get guys out, and um, you know, he's he's had kind of um, periodic success with it so far. Um, he's had some he's had some great innings. He's had some rough innings, really. Um, not not necessarily not not a lot of in between. Really, is is probably been his story. Um, but you know we, we need him. Um, we need him in the, in the course of 162 game season. We're gonna we're gonna need him. Um, and he, and he's, he's 
he, he's capable of getting big league hitters out for sure. Um, you know, just he's had bouts of kind of just not knowing where the ball is going necessarily a little bit and, and kind of fighting himself a little bit. So we just got to keep him going and, and get him out there regularly. And um, like I said, we're going to need him to do so. It's good to get uh, Strickland in there right away, Craig, and what you saw from him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, he threw a lot of strikes, um, and, and he's got a good good heater, and he threw a slider slider for strikes tonight. So um, it was a good inning for him, and, um, yeah, you know, we'll use him accordingly moving forward. Do you, uh, you think Yardley's getting frustrated, Craig? He, you know, he mixes in a good outing, but he's having trouble stringing them together. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like hitter to hitter. I thought he had some good at bats tonight where he threw some really good pitches, um, you know, and, and then he just had some, you know, some at bats that he, um, you know, was a little, was somewhat non-competitive in the, in the walk and the, the hit, hit by, you know, the, the hit by pitch to a farmer. Um, and then, you know, that kind of, you know, he, he made some really nice pitches to Jesse Winker. So it was just a little bit of, you know, good and bad in his outing. And, and then he got the, uh, you know, the on-base guys got him to the wrong hitter and, and Vado took advantage of it. Magic Craig Council spending some time with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get the win over, or excuse me, Brewers fall short. I'm so used to saying that. They've won so much lately. It's uh, it's very odd to say the Brewers fall short, but they do in a pretty big way today by a 10-2 score. I'm always amazed. The we talk about it. I'm not saying you've heard me say what I'm about to say. The old everybody wins 60, everybody loses 60, it's the other 40 or so that, that make the difference in the season. There are some bad losses during the year, just like games that they get over and you go, man, that one, that one could have easily been a win. I don't think this was that. This was one of the 40. You're going to, you're guaranteed, or one of the 60, I should say. You're guaranteed the 60 uh, losses. And I just, I don't know, I don't think this is a big deal that they lost this game today because you lose baseball games. But it, it always amazes me, especially when the team is in a really, really good stretch, just some of the things that I'm seeing from folks. Got a, uh, got a tweet from Mountain Badger. Craig Council has lost his touch. Time to move on to Pat Murphy. He showed what he can do yesterday. Stearns needs to pull the trigger and shake things up if this team is going to go anywhere. And my my response is what? Well, like when I read that, at first my my first reaction is is this tongue in cheek? Is there sarcasm? Because I got on a, a text or Doug a little bit earlier on in the program, and I, I don't think this was and. We're again. We're talking about a team that is seventeen and five in their last twenty-two games. Seventeen and five in their last twenty-two games. Are they playing a bunch of teams that are have below five hundred records? Yeah, they are. But you can only play the teams that are on your schedule, and they've got one of the better records in the National League. They've been playing really good baseball recently. They haven't been hitting, and they've still been finding a way to win games. So that's a direct reflection on your manager. Uh, Pat Murphy yesterday basically managed the game the exact way that Craig Council would manage a game. So I just, I disagree. I appreciate the interaction. I love the fact that people are listening, but I couldn't disagree any more strongly than, uh, than I do right now. And you lose baseball games. Uh, last time I checked, nobody goes 162-0. and 0. In fact, last time I checked, nobody goes 
120 and 42. You know, like occasionally, occasionally you'll have a team that does not lose 60, that loses 58 or 59. And when you have those kind of seasons, those are all-time kind of seasons. Those are special, elite teams. The Reds are playing good baseball right now. The Reds have one of the best lineups in baseball. And tonight, Eric Lauer didn't have it. And the Brewers utilized a lot of their resources when they were sweeping through the Pirates. Josh Hader wasn't going to be available. They were going to be careful with the bullpen, things like that. They lost a baseball game. They're going to lose a whole lot more baseball games this year, but hopefully they win a whole lot more than they end up losing. So I just... I don't know. I, 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 I appreciate and I love the passion of the fan base, but at the same time, you lose baseball games. And it's not the end of the world because it happens at least 60 times a year. 10-2, the Brewers lose to the Reds today. We'll go back through it with the highlights. We'll do it in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 10-2. Reds knock off the Brewers today. Let's go back through the game with the highlights pitching matchup. Eric Lauer pitching for the Brewers. Vladimir Gutierrez getting the start for the Reds. It would be the Reds to strike first in the top of the first inning. Inning gets started. Game gets started with Jonathan India getting a base hit, then a walk to Jesse Winker. So runners on at first and second. Nick Castellanos then reaches via a fielder's choice where India is out at third. So runners on at second and third for Tyler Stevenson, who walks. That loads the bases for Joey Gavato who grounds into a uh, RBI fielder's choice, or an RBI ground out, excuse me, and that makes it a one nothing game. But the Brewers, they would answer that run in the bottom of the first inning with one out, Daniel Vogelback at the plate. And the 2-1 delivery, a swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get up! gone for Vogelback. And this one is tied. But it would not stay tied for very long. The Reds would take the lead again in the top of the second inning. Aristides Aquino would walk, then Kyle Farmer would get a base hit. Runners on at first and second. Vladimir Gutierrez then a uh, bunts into a force out uh, where Aquino was out at third. It was a really nice play made by Daniel Vogelback over at first base. But then Jonathan India would do this. And India sends one to the gap in left center. This is going to put the Reds out in front. And they are going to wind up with runners at second and third on a double by India to the gap in left center. And they're still not done. Next hitter, Jesse Winker. Here he comes to Winker, swinging a line drive to center and dropping for a base hit. Jackie Bradley Jr. on the pickup, and the Reds add one more on a line single to center by Jesse Winker. That's his 41st RBI of the year. Nick Castellanos would add an RBI fielder's choice. Three runs in the second inning for the Reds as they jump out to a 4-1 lead. The Brewers would get one of those runs back in the bottom of the second with one out. Jace Peterson gets a base hit. Jackie Bradley Jr. then hits a ground rule double. So runners on at second and third for Eric Lauer. Gutierrez coming back. Lauer sends one in the air to center. Playable and going to get a run in. Aquino the catch. Here comes run number two for the crew, and Eric Lauer delivers.
on a long fly to left center. Why not? That makes it 4-2. That's as close as it would end up getting. Uh, Eric Lauer, in addition to uh, getting the RBI there, he settles in after that. He does not give up another run in his outing. He ends up going 5. Uh, Eric Yardley would come in to pitch in the sixth inning for the Brewers. He would put up a zero in the sixth, but he comes back out for the seventh, and the Reds would start scoring runs again with one out. Tyler Stevenson walks. That brings up Joey Votto. Stevenson with the lead from first. Votto drills this out to deep right field. Garcia's back on it. It's into the second deck, and it's 6-2 to two Reds. Yep, so uh, that made it, uh, as mentioned, 6-2. Eugenio Suarez would then end up uh, grounding out, and Aristides Aquino uh, would fly out on what was a a pretty solid play made in the outfield. Been on the IL. He hits this in the air, shallow center racing in. is Jackie Bradley Jr. He makes a sliding catch for the third out of the inning. Good defensive play, but the Brewers still find themselves down by four runs. It is a 6-2 score. Vladimir Gutierrez was done after six innings of work. He really pitched well for the uh, Reds as he ends up uh, going the sixth, giving up two runs on four hits, six strikeouts, two walks. He throws 110 pitches in the game, but he's out of the game. You get to the Reds' bullpen, which is one of the weaknesses of their team, but give them credit, they pitch well tonight. Keith Hembry puts up a zero in the bottom of the seventh. In the eighth inning, Hunter Strickland comes on for the Brewers. He makes his team debut after he was acquired over the weekend. Gives up a hit. There was some solid, loud contact in that eighth inning, but uh, hit right at guys, so he gets out of the eighth inning without any run scoring. Amir Garrett puts up a zero in the bottom of the eighth inning against the Brewers, and then the Reds would really put this thing away in the top of the ninth inning. Hobie Milner would come on to pitch for the Brewers. With one out, Tyler Stevenson would double, then Joey Votto would get a base hit. So runners on at uh, second and third for A. Eugenio Suarez. Swinging a soft fly into shallow center. This is trouble. Two more runs are going to score on a bloop single to center by A. Eugenio Suarez. And it's 8-2 Cincinnati. I get it all done tonight. And then Aristides Aquino would put the exclamation point on the game. Swinging and a drive to left. This is big trouble. And as I said, get it all done tonight. Aquino just hit one out of here. And the Reds get two more. And that's how it would finish off. The uh, Brewers uh, were not able to come up with anything in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the final score ends up being 10-2. The Reds with the win go to 33-31, and while the Brewers, they drop to 38-28. and Winning totals for Cincinnati, 10 runs, 11 hits, no errors. They end up leaving 8 for the Brewers, 2 runs, 4 hits, no errors, and the Brewers leave 4. Winning pitcher Gutierrez, he improves to 3-1, and the loss to Lauer. He drops to 1-3. and three. Home runs in the game. Joey Votto hitting his eighth. Aristides Aquino hitting his third for the Brewers. Daniel Vogelback, he hits his seventh of the year. The game lasting three hours and 18 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 17,127 folks tonight here at 
American Family Field. Brewers fall short. They lose to the Reds by a 10-2 score. When we return, we will preview game number two of the series, which is coming up tomorrow night here at the ballpark. We'll also give you scores from around the National League Central. Brewers fall to the Reds 10-2. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 10-2. Brewers end up falling today to the Cincinnati Reds. Some of the notes from this one, as mentioned, even with the loss. Still 9-2 in their last 11 home games, 17-5 in their last 22 games overall, 14-3 in their last 17, 9-2 in their last 11. Eric Lauer goes five innings, gives up four runs on five hits and four walks with three strikeouts. The four walks matching a season high. Had that also against Cincinnati when he worked four innings in relief back on June 9th. Daniel Vogelback hitting a solo home run in the first inning. He has hit safely in nine of his last ten games. He has recorded an extra base hit in five of his last six games. Christian Yelich goes out one for three. He has walked in eight consecutive starts. That was 11 walks over those eight consecutive starts. And uh, Hunter Strickland makes his Brewers debut throwing a scoreless inning. So some of those are some of the uh, notes from this one today. Around the National League Central, Brewers remain in a first-place tie. That's because the Cubs lose their series opener in New York against the Mets. They lose by a 5-2 score. Jake Arrieta got the start tonight for the Cubs. He was okay. Five innings, four runs, four hits, three strikeouts. He walks four. He drops to five and seven with a 5.14 ERA in the loss. Anthony Rizzo hit his eighth home run. Patrick Wisdom hit his ninth home run of the year. The Cardinals, they have been struggling recently, but they win tonight. So it was a good night for the Cardinals that they pick up a game on both the Brewers and the Cubs. The Cardinals are able to uh, double up the Marlins by a 4-2 score. Adam Wainwright got the start, went six, giving up two runs on four hits, six strikeouts, three walks. He does not factor into the decision as uh, the Cardinals get back to 500 at uh, 33-33 and with that victory. And then the Pirates, their struggles... They continue. They lose again. They lose in Washington to the Nationals by a 3-2 score. Pirates led this game by a 1-0 score. They also were able to tie it up 2-2 in the sixth inning before Washington pushes across a run in the bottom of the seventh to get the 3-2 win. JT Brubaker pitches all right for the Pirates. He goes five innings, giving up two runs on four hits, one strikeout, and two walks. It was uh, Clay Holmes who ends up taking the loss out of the bullpen, giving up one run in one inning. Interestingly enough, John Lester got the start for the Nationals. He pitched okay, five and a third, two runs on six hits, two strikeouts, one walk. But the uh, former Cub still looking for his first win with the Nationals. He does not factor into the decision today. So uh, he still is uh, in search of win number one uh, since joining the Nationals here in the uh, this last offseason. Around the minor leagues for the Brewers, well, nothing to report. Today was a uh, off day for every single Brewers minor league affiliate. They are going to uh, get back in action coming up tomorrow as new series are set to begin. AAA Nashville tomorrow, they are going to uh, play at Gwinnett. Uh, AA Biloxi tomorrow. 
They're going to play at Rocket City. Then you have uh, High A Wisconsin. They're going to head to uh, Davenport to match up against Quad Cities on the road. And uh, Low A Carolina, they're going to be at home tomorrow as they are set to match up against Fayetteville. But uh, across the board, off days, the records right now for the minor league teams, if you're wondering where they're sitting, uh, Nashville Continues to play very good baseball there, 24 and 11. Biloxi has struggled out of the gate. They are 13 and 23. Wisconsin, they're at 500 and 18 and 18. And uh, Carolina, 21 and 14. So you have two teams in the minor league system uh, for the Brewers that have very, very good records. Nashville at 24 and 11. And then Carolina at 21 and 14. But again, in our game, Brewers end up losing to Cincinnati by a 10 2 score. This was a 4 2 game going into the seventh inning and then Cincinnati puts up two runs in the seventh four runs in the ninth and this is just a this is a Reds team that you got to score a few more runs against if you want to win because they have such a potent offense we'll see what happens coming up tomorrow pitching matchup Brett Anderson will go for the crew. The lefty is 2-4 and four with a 4.99 ERA. The Reds will oppose with right-hander Luis Castillo. He's 2-9 and nine with a 4.6, excuse me, a 6.47 ERA. 7-10 first pitch. Coverage at 6.35 on sister station 94.5 ESPN. The Bucks will be here on WTMJ. Jerry Augustine and myself will talk to you after the game tomorrow for Brewers Extra Innings again over on 94.5 ESPN.